Hello, ladies, and thank you so much for joining me today on the Amazing Bible Dot Book Club. I am Julie Callio, your host, as we try to walk through the Bible together in 2023. We are looking at con- the continuation of the story of the fall of Adam and Eve. And if you remember from yesterday's lesson, Adam and Eve sinned, they've hidden from God and God comes walking and he asks Adam, where are you? And then this one just cracks me up. He also asks, who told you you were naked? And then he comes to Eve. What have you done? Well, in verse 14, the Lord God said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, there is no question. This serpent is beyond redemption. So God doesn't ask him a question to make him think. This serpent is cursed. And Dr. Westerholm used to say in our worship class that uh, God's punishment always seems to fit the crime. And in this instant, the serpent caused Adam and Eve to sin. What is humanity made of? Dust. So what does the serpent have to deal with? He has to eat dust the rest of your days. Just interesting, isn't it? Well, then in verse 15, God says, I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed, and it shall bruise thy head and thou shalt bruise his heel. Now, this verse, verse 15 of chapter 3, is often known as, and this is the big word, proto-evangelion. Now, whenever you see a big word, you break it up. So, proto, if I were to say a prototype, a prototype is the first of a design. If I say evangelion, what does that make you think in English? Evangelism? So Proto-Evangelion is the first sharing of the good news that's coming. The first promise of the Messiah that will come and crush the head of the serpent. So I want to share with you another thing that Dr. Westerholm said that has caused me to think an awful lot. Uh, There is a theologian from the old time church called Anselm of Canterbury. And he made the observation that Adam came from God, Eve came from Adam, and all other people came from Adam and Eve, except for one, Jesus. Jesus just came from Eve. It made me do a lot of pondering, such as, oh, wow, does that mean that the sin seed comes through Adam only? And this Eve seed is the reason why Jesus could be fully human and yet not sin and yet then be fully God. Just something to think about. So this proto-evangelion This beginning of the good news is a picture of Jesus coming someday. But of course, they don't know that at this time. 
I don't know if you ever saw the the movie Passion of the Christ, but this is the one scene that just struck me because I didn't know what it meant at the time. But if you remember, Jesus is in the garden praying and Satan is there. And then we see this serpent come crawling up and Jesus keeps praying and keeps praying. And then Jesus stands up and you can tell that he's weak and tired. And then out of nowhere, and I just remember jumping out of my seat, Jesus stomps on the serpent because there is pain. If you notice with this, Satan does bruise his heel. There is pain that comes with being the son of God. But through that pain, Satan will be defeated. So then in verse 16, the punishment of the woman is multiply sorrow with conception, have sorrow in bringing forth children, desire will be for your husband and he shall rule over you. Again, this is a result of the fall. And I also believe that it seems to be in marriage only. Now, some people will say, well, in Christ, this negates that. But I still think that marriage is a picture image of what it means to be with Christ and that Christ as is our head. And so then Adam gets his results. And it says, because you listened to the voice of your wife and ate from the tree, which I commanded you, cursed is the ground and in sorrow you will eat. And there's thorns and thistles that it will bring forth and there will be sweat on your head until you return to the ground for dust you are and dust you will return right? God promised if you eat of this, you will die. And we will find that he dies, Eve dies, and most of the people through his line will die. Adam in verse 20 says, Adam called his wife Eve because she's the mother of all living things. If you notice, her name came after the fall Because before the fall, they were one. They were described as Ish and Isha, but not a name. And so Eve got her name after the fall. Now, in her name, she was the mother of all living. That also then gives the picture image of the importance that there will be one coming. This promise that really the promise was not to Eve, the promise was to the serpent. But being a mother becomes a big deal now throughout the Old Testament. So unto Adam and his wife did the Lord God make coats of skin and clothe them. And that's in verse 21. Again, the leaves that they covered themselves with did not satisfy. So the Lord God made the very first sacrifice for humanity. This I think is also a picture image of coming is the tabernacle with the sacrifices Um, Then comes the temple with the sacrifices. And then ultimately in the New Testament, Jesus becomes the final sacrifice. So in verse 22, the Lord God said, Behold, the man is become as one of us to know good and evil. I also wonder if you notice Eve and Adam 
in sorrow, in sorrow, in sorrow. And I often wonder if it means to know good and evil also means to know sorrow. And if that is not also a characteristic that God has, he also struggles with sorrow, which is why the son of God died and had sorrow himself. In verse 23, the Lord God sent him from the garden of Eden to till the ground from whence he was taken. And this one here, this is one of those verses where I just noticed this as I'm studying and preparing. If you remember in the beginning, God created Adam, placed him in the garden. And now it says he's removed him from the garden to till the ground from where he was taken. And I keep thinking this has something to do with Christ, but I'm just not sure yet what exactly that means. I just find it very interesting. So God drove out man, placed at the east of the Garden of Eden some cherubim to keep anyone from entering with the flaming sword to keep everybody from the tree of life. Then Adam and Eve had a child and that child was Cain. Then she said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. So again, the promise was not made to her. It was promised to the serpent that his head is going to be crushed. But Eve and Adam heard this good news. If you remember, then came Abel. There is no explanation of his name. We know the story that Cain gives an offering to the Lord. Abel gives the first of his flock. And I think that that's one of the key things in the difference between Cain and Abel. Abel was trying to give the best that he had, but Cain was not. But again, in this story, if you notice, God asks Cain the questions, asking him, why are you so downcast? Don't you know if you do this, you can choose life? But he didn't says that he talked to his brother and then Cain murders Abel. We have the first murder. Remember Genesis means beginnings. This is now the beginning, the very first murder. And this is brother with brother. I had a professor once say that nothing surprises me in this world because it's already here in the Bible. And this is not even the worst of it yet. And in that story of Cain and Abel, God says that the blood of Abel is crying out from the ground. And this is where Cain says, am I my brother's keeper? Cain then becomes cursed himself. So the second son was murdered and the first son becomes cursed. Then it says that Adam knew his wife again. And then they had Seth. And Eve says again, For God hath appointed me another seed instead of Abel, whom Cain slew. So here she has hope again that there will, from her seed, become the Messiah. Then in 5, 1 and 2, it states, this is the book of the generations of Adam. If you remember, this becomes a divider in between the book of Genesis to divide it up into 12 sections. And here it says, in the day God created man, 
In the likeness of God made he him, male and female created he them, and blessed them and called them Adam in the day when they were created. What I love about the fact that this is stated again in 5, 1 and 2 is that the fall in chapter 3 does not erase this truth. We are still made in the image of God. We are still male and female in his image. We are still blessed. We are still called human. We are of value because of who God is. From there, we go on into the rest of chapter 5. And you will find we have the line of Adam. And then you're going to see. And he died, and he died, and he died. If you notice in 5.3, the one thing that is changed, though, is that Adam's line is in his own likeness, after his image. And I think, number one, having that introduction that it is the genealogy of Adam helps make more sense to me. But also, in 1 Corinthians 15.49, Paul again, it's Paul, makes comment that the first Adam came from the earth and he is earthy. The second Adam, Jesus, is heavenly because he is of God. And so from Adam and Eve comes people in Adam's likeness. We are all then earthy of the earth. So Adam's descendants, he died, he died, he died, and then boom, In verse 24, it breaks and it says, And Enoch walked with God and he was not, for God took him. Uh, Dr. York would call this a turbulence. You see a pattern and he died and he lived so many years and he died and he lived so many years and he died. And then boom, Enoch walked with God. He was not, for God took him. In Hebrews 11, Enoch is mentioned as if he were a man that pleased God. And then we will find that through there are still a few more that die along the way. And then the next main character in our story is named Noah. So that's where we will take off next week. Uh, Ladies, what does this matter? Number one, there is a promised Messiah that's coming. And now we know that he has come. Number two, especially if you are a Christian today, let me just ask you this. Do you live in such a way that the writer of Hebrews would say that you please God? Just something to ponder. So today, Ladies, if you hear his voice, don't harden your hearts, but let's walk in obedience. Thanks for listening and until next time.